Welcome to Conversations with Karma. Thank you so much for being here today. I'm your host, Karma Hill. This is a space where ordinary people can find encouragement, inspiration, and motivation to share their extraordinary gifts with the world. We'll dive into topics that stretch us and help us show up in the world as the best version of ourselves. As a life coach, entrepreneur, mom of four, wife, a caregiver, a heart attack survivor, and the list really could go on. I have a ton of information to share. I'll provide practical tips as well as valuable resources that will help you take your life to the next level. So if you're ready, let's have authentic conversations about the things that really matter. Welcome to Conversations with Karma. If this is your first time here, welcome, and I hope that you enjoy today's episode and you find it valuable. If you are returning, thank you so much for your support, and I hope that you're enjoying the previous episodes and that you're really getting a lot out of it. Today's topic is going to be about self-compassion. I think we all would consider ourselves to be compassionate towards others, but I don't think that we always show that same level of compassion towards ourselves. So when we think about compassion for one another, we think about having empathy, understanding, being supportive, and genuinely wanting to alleviate the suffering for another. We love and support our friends, our family members, and we really want them to feel better when they're in difficult times. And when they share their frustrations, their failures, their mistakes, and they're really down about it, we really and truly have understanding and try to give them a different perspective or just want them to honestly feel better about it. But when we have our own failures, our own mistakes, our own shortcomings, I think we tend to be a little harder on ourselves and feel like we should be better. We are isolated and alone in these mistakes. And I think that is where we don't tend to show a lot of self-compassion. Self-compassion enhances well-being primarily because it deactivates our threat systems and it activates our self-soothing systems. And it really helps us feel more connected to others while reducing feelings of isolation. Kristen Neff is a leading researcher on self-compassion, and she's kind of defined self-compassion as having three key components. The first would be self-kindness versus self-judgment, a sense of common humanity versus isolation, and the last would be mindfulness versus over-identification. I think these are all three very important because when you start thinking about the first one, which will be self-kindness versus self-judgment. Many times our inner critic pops in as soon as we make a mistake or our life isn't going the way we think it should be going, or we began to look out into the world and compare ourselves to others. And especially in light of the social media age and everyone's perfectly curated feeds, and we look at what we think everyone else is going through and we start to look and say, well, I made a mistake or my life is not going the way it's supposed to or I fail. So therefore, you become very judgmental and very critical of yourself. And that is not what we would do to someone else when we think about the mistakes that they make. So I think we have to have a level of self-kindness, really be kind to ourselves, be gentle, be supportive. I think 
The next one, when she talks about a sense of common humanity versus isolation, I think that goes back to the, it's just me. No one else is going through the same things I'm going through. Um, Something has to be wrong with me because I wouldn't be making these mistakes and I wouldn't be in this situation if it wasn't and I'm by myself. And I think if we really were to think about the fact that as humans, we all are vulnerable, we're imperfect, and we all are having this same shared human experience. So we're all going through similar things, maybe at different times. So when you look out at someone else, they may not be in the same place you're in, but they either have been there or will be there. So it's all a shared human experience and we don't have to suffer in silence. We can have compassion for ourselves and say, We all go through hard things at some point. We all suffer. We all fail. We all make mistakes. And I really, I use the word failure because that's something that people say a lot. But I've learned to change my definition of failure. And I just feel like failure is feedback. So when I fail at something, quote unquote, I just look at it as feedback. What's the lesson that I can learn from it? Where is this situation redirecting me? How can I grow? What additional skills can I get? And when I look at it that way, I feel like I never fail at anything. It's just feedback. So when we look at the fact that we have these experiences and other people do too, we can start to feel less isolated. And in order to do that, I think that's where her third aspect comes in when she says um, mindfulness versus over-identification. You cannot be aware of your suffering and ignoring it at the same time. So that's where the mindfulness part will come in. Actually sit and become aware and an observer of what you're feeling. And then I think it's a perfect opportunity to ask yourself, how would you respond to someone else that you loved if this was their situation? Most of the time, we would find that we would give our loved ones a totally different response than we give ourselves. I'm even guilty of this as well. I have really high expectations for myself and I really, really want to achieve a lot. So when I'm not meeting my standards, which sometimes can be a little too high, I tend to get kind of upset with myself and say, well, why are you not doing what you need to be doing? Or the the inner critic will come in and, you know, I began to take on those things. But in my meditation practices and yoga and those type of mindful activities that I engage in, I can really observe that that's where I am. And I can stop in that moment and say, hey, well, Right now, things aren't going the way you want them to go, but this is a very small piece of your life. And what are you supposed to learn from this? What what can you gain out of it not going that way? And when I do that, I tend to feel a lot better, but I want to work on it for myself. And I even encourage you to have empathy and understanding and be supportive of yourself, just like you would be your friend. So I sometimes try to take on the, let me talk to myself the way I would talk to you know, my best friend, if she calls or, you know, my children or my mother or anybody else that I, you know, care about, even my clients, like I'm not holding them to these same expectations. And even when they share their failures or suffering or just things that they have going on in their life, I'm very warm, supportive, and genuinely interested in helping them work through it. And that's something that I really have to give myself and it's something that I encourage you to do as well. 
I think self-compassion really, really involves us really looking at the fact that none of us are infallible, that everyone makes mistakes and that we all have serious life challenges at some point that we're going through. And the more we take this approach and we really start to understand this, we can really exhibit more self-compassion for ourselves and in turn, it becomes a lot easier and we're able to reflect on our experiences and really shift that perspective early on. Self-compassion is not having pity for yourself or even trying to elicit sympathy or being a victim or any of those type of things. It's really about using your strengths such as happiness or optimism, you know, wisdom, curiosity, those type of things to really cope with the stresses that we all have to deal with in life. You know, many things like academic failures, divorce, um, just trauma and pain that we may go through, difficulties in relationships, business, work. We, we face a lot of different stressors and challenges in our life. But the key is to really pull out those strengths that we have and that we can use. And when we can do that, we can really start to look at things a lot differently. Um, I know if for me, when I'm talking to my friends or people that, that I love and I care about, when they are sharing something with me and they're really down on themselves, I do tend to look at all the positives and the strengths that this person has. And I tend to remind them of it because I feel like in those moments that maybe they've forgotten that this is a temporary situation, but here are all the great things about you. And I think that we should also do those same things for ourselves. So we can all take a moment right now and think about if a friend called us with a really difficult situation and they were really down on themselves because, you know, they had made a mistake or something in their life wasn't going well. Let's stop and think about the tone, the energy, the feeling and what we would say to them. As we are thinking about that, I think we all would agree that the feeling of love and kindness and support overwhelmingly comes over us. Rarely are we judgmental, critical, you know, blaming or any of that stuff. But if you think about what you say to yourself when you make those same mistakes, usually it's a lot of blame. It's a lot of judgment. We're really harsh. Some of our self-talk is the worst that we could ever do because we would not say those things to another person but we say a lot of harsh things to ourselves. So I think that gives us a great opportunity to just think about like, what are our strengths? How have we been able to make it through difficult times and really sit with that and really feel like, well, I know right now is I made a mistake or I failed or I'm not moving in a direction I want to move in, but what have I done in the past that did get me where I wanted to be because we all have strengths. We've all had skills that have gotten us to where we are today. So I think we need to highlight those more than we do the negatives. Those negative parts of our life, most of the time are very minuscule in comparison to all of the more positive experiences that we have. They just tend to hit us the hardest because we feel like we should not fail. We should be perfect. But just keeping in mind that we're all imperfect beings and we all are, and this will be a good time to start with reminding yourself of that, really leaning into being 
comforting and supportive to oneself. And then you can reach out to other people for support and know that you're not alone. You don't have to feel isolated and that we all are having the same shared experience. A couple of things to keep in mind when you first begin to start having compassion for yourself is that it's really more about practicing it because at first, one, it may not seem as natural because, you know, that's not something that many people have done. And the second one is it may not always be those great feelings at first. Keep in mind that when you have to put your thoughts and your feelings and awareness on the fact that you are suffering or you're not feeling great, that sometimes that tends to highlight the pain. But the more you actually are aware of those moments and you then are able to change them and express love for yourself, you then tend to make it a lot easier and it becomes easier and easier for you to one, identify it, and then two, to change the self-talk. Self talk. So keep in mind that even when you first get started, you may go, wow, I'm feeling a lot worse and I'm recognizing a lot more pain than I even thought that I, I had. But the only way you can change it is to be aware of it. You cannot change what you're not aware of. So by bringing awareness to where you truly are, the places in your life where you're suffering, you can then work to move past those things and heal those things and really exhibit love for the places that you felt like you weren't getting it. Be easy with yourself. Be understanding. Know that it's a slow process and that we're you know, all on a journey is this is a a marathon, not a sprint. So just keep in mind that, you know, your default may pop back up when you're in extremely stressful times to be judgmental. But the more you just sit and are mindful of how you're feeling and you make that change in those moments, the the easier it'll come, the more natural it'll become. But be easy with yourself. Be, Be patient. Be understanding that, this is this is maybe new for you. If this isn't something that you've done before, then you may not be as quick to be able to make those changes. It's something that I've been working with in my own life for a little while now. And I have to be honest, when times get really hard or there's a major situation or I react a certain way, because that's a big one where I have to express um, compassion for myself that when I get frustrated and I act out of my frustration, I tend to feel like I know so much and I've done so much practice that I should not behave that way. And then I get even more frustrated with myself. But I then say, well, I'm human and I'm on this journey just like everybody else. We're all learning and growing together. So I give myself understanding. I say, hey, well, what would I tell someone else when they were going through this? And I look and I observe myself from the outside and I say, hey, well, let me provide that same compassion and understanding and support for myself and don't wallow in the judgment or criticalness of my choices and my actions. And I hope that that is helpful for you as well to just remember that we're all doing this together. Nobody is perfect and we're never going to always get it right. But what we can do is when we're not getting it the way we want to, we can stop, we can pause, we can sit for a moment, we can reflect, and then we can make those necessary changes when we need to. Before we wrap up, I just wanted to share like a couple of 
exercises that have been useful in my life to help me on this self-compassion journey. The first one I would have to say for me, meditation. Meditation is extremely helpful because it allows us to slow down enough to really just observe where we are and to really see those areas that we could be a lot more compassion, have a lot more compassion for with ourselves. The second one is um, self-compassion journaling, just writing about the experiences that I may be having and what advice or what support or how would I respond to myself. And sometimes just the act of getting out of my head and actually getting out on paper, I'm able to see, oh yeah, you're, you're not being very kind to yourself. You're not being very friendly. That's not how you would treat someone else. And I'm able to change it. But sometimes in my, when I just am processing it in my head, I get into ruminating and get into a loop and it's hard to really work through it. So self-compassion and journaling can also be something that you could think about. Also, I think working to change your critical self-talk would be a big one. So when you hear yourself in any situation, go to criticize yourself. Like I hear a lot of people, they'll be like, oh, I'm an idiot. You know, stop doing those things. Even though you may not be serious, it may just be a minor mistake and it may be all in fun. But if you change just your regular self-talk to, oh, yeah, I made a mistake maybe or oh yeah, I'm gonna try that again versus, oh, I'm an idiot or, oh, that was so dumb of me, those type of things. I think it helps when you become, when you find yourself in more challenging, more stressful times to not take on those same um, connotations. So those are just three tips. There are plenty more, but I think, you know, that's the starting point. So I hope that, you know, that these things can really be helpful and it's something that you'll be able to take and implement as soon as today. And just uh, as a reminder, I just want us to understand that the more we increase self-compassion by really directing sensitivity inwardly to our own experience and suffering, we foster a deep desire to alleviate that suffering. And when we do that, we find that we have the ability to be more supportive and to comfort ourselves when we're really in stressful, hurtful, or disappointing times. So just remember to take today and stop and reflect on where you are and give yourself a little extra love and a a little extra self-compassion today. Thank you so much for sharing this time with me. I hope you find today's episode valuable. If so, please share, subscribe, rate, and leave a comment to help others find this amazing show. I will upload episodes every Wednesday, so be on the lookout for new content each week. For more ways to connect with me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Conversations with Karma. And visit my website at www.conversationswithkarma.com. If you are looking for a place to find support, encouragement, and accountability, join my private Mighty Network group entitled Self-Care Sister Circle. All links will be in the show notes below. Have an extraordinary week and remember, you don't need permission to put yourself first.